Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of Creative Crossover. This is a show where I interview somebody working in a creative field and I have a conversation with them about what they do, how they do it and more importantly, why they do it. So before we get into today's show, as always, please do connect with me via social media. It's at Jack Spedding, which is J-A-K-S-P-E-D-D-I-N-G. Just reach out, tag a few people you think be interested in the show or you think will make good guests that will help us grow over the coming months. So today's guest is Thomas Marriott, also known as the Digital Marketing Punk. Okay, hi Tom and welcome to the podcast. Can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is you do, please? Uh, yeah, I'm Tom, uh, also known as Digital Marketing Punk. Um, what I do is I'm a punk in digital marketing. Uh, essentially, I got really sick of digital marketing being about, you know, all about agencies and, you know, small businesses being missold, agency work and all the digital stuff. So I decided to get angry about it. And that's how Digital Marketing Punk was born. Uh, and that's what I do, really. I, I work for an agency myself. Um but I kind of thought I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bit loudmouth about it, and uh, that's where punk was born. Cool, cool. Do you have the the hair to match? I don't have the hair to match, which is <sighs> this is a shame. I, I, I'm punk at heart, but not in my exterior. If someone met me in the street, they'd just go, "Oh, look at that nerdlinger." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so no pin badges or anything like that attached to you. No, no, not not as yet, not as yet. But one day I might just make my own. Cool. Yep. Yep. Cool. So first up, we've got a quick fire round just so everybody can get to know you a little bit. Okay. Uh, first off, iPhone or Android? Android. I'm a Google, Google, absolute Google nerd. So Android only. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Netflix or YouTube? Oh, I'm com- going to go completely reverse on what I said by being a Google nerd. Uh, but Netflix. Netflix. Cool. Are you watching anything good at the moment? Um, uh, no, I'm going to be completely upfront and honest, but me and my partner are currently absolutely binge watching all of the first dates on all four at the moment. Oh, right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm punk hardcore. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can can tell just from this first 30 seconds or so. (laughs) Um, Work hard or play hard? Uh, Work hard, sadly. Very punk. I try and mix up, yeah, exactly. I I try and mix up the two, um, but sadly with my my nerdy and geeky exterior, um, it usually ends up just being work hard. But to be fair, I, I do go to punk shows. Uh, quite a lot and I go to rock shows quite a bit with my with my partner which is great so that's and um, we absolutely scream and shout all the lyrics that we know at the top of our voices so that's my that's my play hard cool cool uh, text or call oh text I'm I'm sorry I'm a complete millennial so um I, I I'm I I have a fear sometimes, even though I, I do all this sort of speaking and stuff, I have an innate fear of phone calls. Yes. For some reason, I don't like people calling me and I don't like calling other people for yes. no rational do you reason do that thing whatsoever. where you see a number and then you have to really quickly Google it to see who it is? Every single time. <laughs> yeah. And if the number doesn't come up, they do not get answered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> uh, love or money? Say that again, sorry. Love or money? Uh, love. Love? Cool. Yes, absolutely. My my partner, my sweetheart, is my absolute life and rock, and without her, I would be nothing. Amazing, amazing, nice. Uh, book or audiobook? 
audiobook um i've been grown i've grown up on audio uh, i used to i used to work in radio so i i caught the radio bug a long time ago and i right. listened to audiobooks my first my first love as a book was the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and i never read it i only listened to the uh, to the audiobook uh, i've read it now since i've grown up and learned how to read yeah my first my first love was the audiobook of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy right wow well, okay what's the what would you say is the best thing that you own Oh, the best thing that I own. That's a that's a difficult one. Um, I would say it's probably my sort of gaming system and my my gaming laptop because uh, I'm quite a big gamer. Right, okay. um, uh, so sort of my my downtime when I do get the chance is sort of gaming and stuff like that. So I'm gonna say that. Yep, yeah, cool. And what's the best thing that you don't own? Um, oof, the best thing that I don't own would probably be, um, I'd love a VR kit right now to go with my gaming system. Yeah, my brother's yeah. got, my brother's got one and it was, it made me very sick. And you'd think that was some kind of weird game that I was playing. I wasn't, I was on Google maps in a virtual reality world and I, it made me ill. Right, well, but, um, it, it'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've not really seen the power of VR until we went to Manchester, yeah, Manchester Museum um, last weekend with my daughter and they have a little um, VR thing there where you sort of scan a QR code almost and it brings up like the T-Rex moving around and that kind of thing. And for yeah. me, it was like, mm, okay, but for my daughter who's three years old, VR, that's, that is her future. And to her, it's yeah. absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, like she didn't take off these glasses. She was just walking around with these glasses. <laughs> it's like there's actually things happening outside of, you know, your Google Glass. Um, and it was like, oh, yeah, just keep got Google Cardboard, rather. And she was just walking around with these cardboard things on, oblivious to what was actually happening, living in this little VR world. Um, but yeah, I hadn't seen, really seen the power of it up until then. And now it's like, wow. And you know what I brought in... Good- I brought in Google Cardboard into my office one day uh, while the uh, World Cup was on yeah. because BBC had a, brought out an app where you could watch the football in virtual reality ah, through right. Google wow. Cardboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and our designer was just sat there for a good, you know, two hours just with this headset. Didn't even realise who was facing the wall and just looked like a complete numpty watching yeah. the football yeah, yeah, yeah. Through, through Google VR. Yeah, yeah. That's the, it. Was just strange watching this little three-year-old like wandering around and everyone's looking like, "What is going on?" Like bad parents. It's like, no, no. It's educational. It's educational, guys. <laughs> right, cool. So take me through your creative journey. I know you mentioned radio before. When where did it all begin for you? Um. Yes, I. I just. I, I worked in radio. A, a long time ago, I, I the 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 journey of starting radio was a weird one. I um I was at university at the time and I had a particularly bad day. So I went to the pub as every good student would. Yeah. And um, I had some girl came up to me and started talking to me and she was, it was in, it was in the Northeast where I was at the time and I wasn't having anything to do with it. I didn't care. And I was, she was really thick um, in the nicest possible way, but she was, she was really thick. Yeah. She didn't know where the milk, she didn't know where the Milky Way was or anything. And so um, I was trying to sort of describe where the Milky Way was and stuff like that. Anyway, the conversation was what was I love that that's how thought. you judge someone who gets thick that they didn't know where the Milky Way was. That's <laughs> they thought, 95% of the population. 
<laughs> no, they thought it was just a chocolate. Oh, um, right, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd had this conversation and someone sidled up to me that day and said that conversation was really funny. Um, I've, we're just starting up this radio station. Would you like to join me on The Breakfast Show? Right, and, wow. Uh, and then the next morning while I was hungover, I got a call at 5 a.m. saying, like, where the hell are you? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no. will, you, will you come down? Uh, and that's how my radio journey started. And nice. um, so I moved on. I moved on from that and I moved into um, sort of I, I moved a, away from radio, should I say, and moved into digital marketing. And I worked in an agency and started working there and moving my way up. And then I started on my own for a bit and just learning and learning because most of the time you're sort of learning in the early, early stages because you yeah. don't realize just how much you need to get to know about digital marketing yes. and everything. And um and so I've moved from, I've gone from agency to agency, learning as much as I could. Uh, and now I'm at my current agency now. And Punk started, which was an idea I had years and years ago, um, trying just because I got really frustrated with the way that digital marketing was sold. It was kind of, it was just sell it for as much money as possible. And, you know, it doesn't matter what the results are. It doesn't matter what we do. It's just sell it for as cheap as possible. It really, this seedy underworld of digital marketing really got to me and really annoyed me. And it's really simple and easy to actually do. Um, and if you're a startup and if you've not got the budget and the money, then it's, um, it's really a shame that it's a lot of people are just priced out of agencies services and digital marketing services. So I thought, you know what, um, I'm just going to go and tell people that they can do this and they can start off themselves and it can be cheap. It can be easy. You just need to be told how to do it and just guided, you know, someone to hold your hand through the journey. And that's where punk came from. And that was the idea. And I created the digital marketing podcast to sort of help people with that. And it sort of evolved, evolved from there really. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So do you see sort of, the traditional marketing agency as it was. Um, do you see that going the way of the dodo? Do you think empowering people to do it themselves and people doing it themselves is sort of the way forward? You know, platforms now are giving people so much accessibility and you look at Google and the way they're doing things, you know, Google don't want agencies in the middle of their, uh, you know, and it's probably mostly for selfish reasons, but they don't want agencies in the middle of their services when they're, they're, they're sort of the client, uh, the agency, and then Google, they want to have that connection between, between the client and themselves and platforms like Facebook and, you know, advertising platforms like that are getting so much more accessible. Yeah. Um, the only real, the, you know, the only real issue is the sort of web development world where you do need some kind of expertise. Yes, um, yeah. Obviously, you need the knowledge, but you need the expertise in terms of programming and coding to be able to do certain things. And um, so I do kind of see that happening um, to, to a certain degree and to a certain level. And even the web development world is becoming a lot more accessible. Um, you know, code's becoming a lot shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah. Um, you don't need to know as well as much as you used to. You don't need to know the back end. You know, WordPress and things like that made web development so much more accessible and things like that. So it is, be it is going that way. And things like, um, you know, web website sort of web-based website builders you know your weebly your squarespace and things like that yeah. they are making it even more accessible and they're piling in their you know digital marketing and seo sort of functionality in there as well um so yeah it will it will go that way eventually and i think people are going to get more and more frustrated with agencies like they already do but it's it's the agency's responsibility to change their ways and their methods and it's you know to, to provide value to them through their expertise their knowledge and um 
uh, that way. And I think a lot of agencies that don't do that, they think they can just, you know, keep grinding this grindstone and get as much, squeeze as much money as they, out of it as they can. They're going to be gone and they're going to be dead in the water. And yeah. it won't be long until that happens. And that's only a good thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So do you see sites such as WordPress, um, Squarespace that you mentioned, do you think they're a, they are a good thing? Because I know I see a lot of, from my own personal background, I see a lot of poor photography. I'm guessing from your side, there's also a lot of poor digital marketing. So Google is maybe wanting to cut the agency out because a lot of people may come along with their PPC campaigns, not know how to do it. Um, mm. And they're picking up all the extra money from people doing it bad. Um, mm. So do you see it as a good thing? people do it themselves or it is a good thing but the the issue is is that no one wants to give away the secret no one wants to go no no one wants to go to someone you know the client and go this is how you do it well yes yeah um uh because that's you know then they suddenly you know killed their cash cow so um so it it is the way it's going to go um as these platforms because the platform because the platforms have become so much more accessible and it is easier to to set up and run and google's driving so hard in creating training resources and training material for people to go away and set up their own campaign. The problem is that at this stage, at this level, people just need to have their hand held a little bit and saying, you are doing the right thing because it's a big step to then invest in, you know, paid adverts, certainly on Google, where you could be spending upwards of 50, 100, you know, some of the campaigns I manage thousands of pounds per day. Um, So it is that way. And until you can take that uncertainty out and you can take this weird sort of dark voodoo aspect of digital marketing out of people's mindsets, then it is going, it is going that way. Yeah. So do you think experience is still a good thing to have in digital marketing? I know when Google from, was it the Panda update and they've changed maybe 120 things in a really short space of time? Or do you think people can get in really quickly on the bottom, learn the basics and then, you're almost at um, a better place than people who, who have been doing it for 10, 15 years, where maybe they've got an idea of something in their head where SEO, white hat, black hat, et cetera, works, but it's changing that quickly that it doesn't really matter where you're coming along that ladder and you can sort of hit the ground running. Absolutely. It's, you know, the changes used to be, certainly with Google algorithm and all that kind of stuff, the changes used to come every, you know, you'd have six or seven per year, the big major changes. Now they're being chucked out on a daily basis. You know, I heard a stat the other day and I don't know, I can't qualify it, but I heard a stat the other day, it's seven, seven algorithm changes per day that happen. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're all unconfirmed algorithm changes, but, yeah. um, and confirmed ones are very, very different. But because now artificial intelligence is getting involved google algorithm yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and things like that you know the, the the changes are happening so we have no idea what's going on and we'll as soon as a artificial intelligence does take over the google algorithm we'll have no clue and google won't have a clue what's going on with the algorithm so the point is and this is where punk uh, digital martin punk came from the idea is you can do it you need the confidence and you need uh, the confidence to do it but what you do is you you do it the DIY approach, which is what punk is about. You go in, you do it, you try it. And if it works, it works. You adapt, you change, you see if you can get more from it. If it doesn't work, you go back to the beginning and you start again and you try something different. You try this way and you try that way. It's just Yeah, so it's almost it. A-B split testing yourself constantly and seeing what it's... evolves, what works. Exactly, because at, the, at, at this stage and the rate of things are going, things are changing so rapidly and so quickly. You know, experience has less of an impact you know i see a lot of i see a lot of seo experts out there and it really annoys me they, they say they have 20 years experience and i want to turn around and say it doesn't i don't care if you have 20 years experience because 
you are still using those SEO expertise that you claim to have from 20 years ago. You're still using those techniques and you think that that's still working for yeah. you. And I'm yeah, telling yeah. you, it's not. And it won't work for you for much longer if it is. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter how much experience you have in the field. Uh, it's all about whether you're actually on the cutting edge of it and you're actually keeping you're keeping up to date or you're finding and what's most what usually happens is you find what works for you and you keep you know you keep trying and testing things to see what what works and what doesn't work because digital marketing now is so personal to a business rather than being you know how algorithms work or how platforms work and what platforms like it's so personal to a business now that it, it all depends on what is working for your business or what is working for you because what works for you might not work for your competitor it might not work for your mate who also owns a business it's very personal to you yeah definitely definitely so so where do you see i know you mentioned before um vr where do you see the future of digital marketing going is it is it voice search is it vr is it is there something that the general public isn't quite aware of yet where's it going that's a really interesting question because honestly, I don't, I don't quite have an answer. I think a lot of a lot of traction is being put in voice at the moment, which is, um, which is all very exciting and all very cool. And the reason for that is everyone's got an Alexa now, and yeah. everyone thinks, uh, you know, they've all got an Alexa in their living room, and they've all got a Google Home. I've got a Google Home, and I use it, I use it to turn on Friends on Netflix, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Um, which is all very cool and exciting. Whether it's going to go down that route, I don't know. I think it has its place. I think it'll have its place in, um, you know, providing that personal assistance um, and the the queries and searches that come from that. You know, where's my local butcher? Where's my local plumber? Um, what's their phone number? Give them a ring. Make an appointment at my hair salon. Those kind of things, and they have their place. So it's not going to revolutionise everything. It's just going to form part of it. Um, I think. AR is another one of uh, another one of those. Um, not so much VR until VR. The cost of VR comes drastically down. Yeah. Like I was saying, I wish I had a VR kit, but I don't because yes. it's so yeah, expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but AR, augmented reality, is going to be really um, very, very powerful. Uh, me and my partner were having this conversation uh, conversation last night. My partner hates having conversations with this. Uh, uh, like this with me because I'm very much of the <laughs> I'm very much you know oh, everything should be online it's good they have online and she's very much you know this reinvigorate the high street because yeah. my point was you know I saw a video on LinkedIn about um, these mirrors that you can the have hair. with yeah the yes, hair the yeah. game or you could change your hair color and so that's that's awesome and obviously you can do it with your clothing and things like that and I said as soon as the price point for that kind of technology gets to a certain level then stores will buy it and stores will buy into it and you'll see them on the high street but the problem is as soon as it comes down to that level the way that technology and how how much technology costs now and the the, the amount that we as consumers are willing to spend on technology products like iphones and um, and pixel phones and you know stupid vr kits that i want myself yeah uh, you know, as soon as that price point hits a certain point, it doesn't become a high street technology. It becomes a consumer technology. We'll have those mirrors in our bedrooms rather than going to the street and having that high street and having that experience. We'll have them in our bedrooms so we can order and we can see what it's, you know, the yes. dress looks like while yeah. it's on. You know, that's that's a difficult thing. Um, and, and I think I, I see that's the way it's going. But certainly... AR is going to be really important. Um, certainly from a, an e-commerce perspective, I see that being big. And the technology behind that, as long as it's accessible and easy easy to do and manage, then it's going to be really important. 
Cool, cool. And back to yourself, what would you say the, the future holds for yourself? What's your, your end goal? Oh, what's the end goal? For me, I want to... Um, so I do consulting with my own personal set of clients, which is awesome. Uh, I want to expand expand that on. So, uh, you know, if you are looking for just that advice and, and hand-holding and just, you know, you, you want to go through your digital marketing strategy with someone so you know which direction to go in because i think that's the problem certainly if you're a small business or you start up you just don't you want to be pointed in the right direction you want to know what it is that you're going to have to go out and learn in order to try and test uh you know these trial and error things um so i'm i'm sort of doing that at the moment i want to grow that out um you know i've got uh, I'm going to be appearing at a series of sort of conferences and, and talks this year, which is going to be really cool. I've just realized none of which I can speak about now because none of them have been announced. But, yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to be doing some talks about obviously digital marketing. I'm going to be doing some talks about podcasting, which I think is another really hot topic in digital marketing at the moment because yeah. it's it started seems to have years a little ago. bit of a resurgence, doesn't it? Podcasting at the moment. It's a weird thing. And I think, I, I think these, um, you know, the likes of Google Assistant Alexa hold a big part of that, that easy access to it. And um, there are platforms like Anchor and the like that are making it a lot more popular. Yeah. You can monetize it a lot easier with the, with platforms like Patreon and things like that. That's causing this resurgence um, in podcasting, which is really awesome. I've always been a massive lover of podcasting. I wish I'd started my podcast years and years before I actually did. Yeah. Um, uh, and sadly, I didn't. I, I, everyone goes, "Oh, you just, you just, you know, you you rid, you rid the wave, as it were." When yes, a yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. To become popular, and I'm going, "No, I had this idea ages ago, but no yep. one Yeah, um, could, could you tell yeah. us a little bit more about about your podcast, just while you're on that the topic? Yeah, absolutely. So my podcast um, is called the Digital Marketing Podcast. I try and get experts in their field onto the show and talk about certain elements within the digital marketing world and they may not be obvious elements in the digital marketing world um you know for example i had you on the show and people don't necessarily equate uh photography with the digital marketing world but the so are too interlinked and it was really important between the two that they need to know about that and they need to understand it and having that understanding is really important yeah. um, so i try and get people on uh, talking about certain aspects uh, of digital marketing in their field sometimes i just go on solo and talk about the things that i think are important to me uh, but the point is it's it's meant to be accessible um you know so if you if you are bewildered and bemused by this world of digital marketing then the digital marketing podcast is there to break it down as easy as possible as so you can just gain enough understanding to go away and try it and do it yourself um you know it's trying to be inspirational in that way so i hope it i hope it achieves that but yeah that's the digital marketing podcast cool. you can get that on any platform all platforms cool sounds good uh, nearly there what is the one piece of advice you would give somebody trying to get into digital marketing at the moment Trying to get into digital marketing yes. at the moment. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, I get a lot of this. I get a lot of people come uh, come to me and ask me, you know, I'm trying to get into digital marketing. What, you know, do I pick a niche? Do I, uh, what, what should I do? I think my p personal piece of advice is to, if you are trying to get into the digital marketing world and you have no experience, people come and say, well, I don't have a client to play with. No, no one wants to come to me and says, oh, you're trying to get into digital marketing. Here, have my business to you yes. know, my, yeah, my, yeah. Have my business marketing to play with. No one wants to do that. So what do you do? You need to come up with your own product. And whether that's something, a small little side business, a little side hustle, as Gary Vaynerchuk would call it, you know, um, you know something like that. 
is is enough to just get your feet onto the table and get a grasp. And I tell you what, you'll learn. I learn more from doing work on my for digital marketing punk, for example, than I do on my clients because there's a, the clients that I work with as an agency because there is when you are within the bubble, when you are doing it for you and you know the aspects and the, the intricacies of it and you learn a lot more. Yeah. And I think it's really, really important. You can feed that back into the work that you do um, when you're trying, when you're in digital, when you're in the digital marketing world and you're doing it in the, uh, you're doing it for clients. So I think, I think that's really important. Have a little project, whether it's a blog, you just want to talk about the stuff that's on your brain or whatever, do it and, and, and try and promote it as much as possible. And your end, you know, have goals that you want to achieve from that product and go away and do it and, and try everything you can to make, to make that work. And by doing that, you're going to go here, there and everywhere and try all these different strategies, which you're going to be reading up about to go and uh, to go and try and achieve that and you'll learn more doing that than you will working with any client externally because you're always going to have the fear when you're working with a client and sometimes it's best to let go of that fear and just go for it yourself and then you can take that information that data that you've acquired and feed it back into your clients because yeah. you know it works yeah definitely and you don't feel well you probably do feel bad wasting your own money but you won't feel as bad as wasting a client's money will you precisely it's not yeah exactly it's not someone else's money you're wasting it's only yours and okay you can cry yourself at night but you know you don't want an angry client at your doorstep no 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 <laughs> uh, and finally where can people find you online where's the best place to, to interact with you I, I say the best place to interact with me would probably be on if you want to interact with me personally is on linkedin um so you can you just search for digital marketing punk and i come up i, I just appear magically nice. uh, so search for digital marketing punk and i appear which is awesome um i'm on uh facebook if you go at digital marketing punk i'm on twitter which is uh punk uh sorry digital underscore no punk underscore digital uh, i'm not very active on twitter as you can tell by the fact that i wasn't able to recite my twitter handle yeah, as yeah. beautifully as i was <laughs> um but you can also go to my website digitalmarketingpunk.co.uk uh, and you'll see everything there including the punk cast and um, and what i do and how i go about it so yeah you can find me you can find me there as well cool well thank you very much for that tom thank you very much indeed that was uh, my heart's still racing that was so quick fire and that's it for episode nine of creative crossover i hope you enjoyed my conversation there with tom please do reach out to him on linkedin or facebook or wherever it is you're using if you could also leave us a review on itunes or wherever you're listening it does help us grow the show also if there's anybody you would like to hear on the podcast who you think we're valuable please reach out to them via social media tag me in and hopefully we can get them on the show over the coming weeks thank you very much goodbye